All right. Welcome back to another great episode of The Dan on Top Show. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. If you want to watch more great episodes, just check out the website, danontop.com. That's danontop.com. Anything I can do, shoot me an email, dan at danontop.com. And before we get into too many uh, you know, seemingly endless promotions, let's introduce our next guest. Now, this guy is pretty interesting. Guy I've gotten to know. He's got an interesting background, um, involved in some, some great causes today, and has a lot of wisdom to share. So, welcome to the Dan on Top Show, Mr. Donater. How you doing? Doing well. Awesome, awesome. So, before we get into what you're doing, tell us, uh, in your own words, who are you? Well, basically, I am Matt Donater, Matthew Donater. I'm running for Congress in the 11th district. Okay. Um, but who I am would be I'm a businessman, okay. and who I am is I'm a real person. I'm one of you. I'm actually not a lifelong politician. I'm not an elitist, so I'm actually one of the people that would just be your average Joe, but somebody that's focused on success in business, that knows how to drive progress forward. Excellent. Awesome. So I know we've talked quite a bit about you know business and, and uh, pharmaceuticals. We've talked about economics and real estate. Mm-hmm. You have a background in real estate as well, correct? Yes. Yes. I have my real estate license. I've been a real estate agent for four years. Okay. And uh, that was my side hustle, as I did 21 years in the pharmaceutical industry. Wow, that must have been interesting. Tell us about, like, I mean, 21 years in big pharma, that sounds, like, uh, interesting. I, I'm going to hold my opinions, but I want to know <laughs> what your thoughts are from the inside. Uh, yes, no, it was great. I, uh, the healthcare industry uh, learned a lot about medicine and prescribing habits and how it really works, the hospitals and everything, and as far as the physicians, the whole process. Okay. So the healthcare industry, I have a very good grasp on what works and what doesn't, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to drug pricing, um, which is a hot topic for everybody. Sure. And then um, you said real estate was a side hustle? Yes. Real estate was a side hustle. It was a fun thing that I did. Um, it was a lot of work, but it was still it still was rewarding because we, I sold a lot of houses. So, so how did you get into real estate? Um, I just thought, hey, I wanted to do something on the side. I was wanted to get into flipping. And okay. so I was like, I need to get my real estate license so that it can help with the equations, you know, as far as my ROI. Yeah. Um, but now I'm looking at it as uh, it was just a good experience. I actually stopped the flipping side um, just because it's just so much work to do the uh, sure. to manage it. When you're yeah. doing three jobs, it's literally impossible. You become, you know, you really can't be efficient at all three. So I yeah. just focused to the two, and then I was able to do those well. Okay, awesome. And so at all, all the while, you've been in this pharmaceutical industry for, you said, 21 years. Uh, tell us about tell us more about that. I'm I'm very curious. I mean, pharmaceutical yeah. industry is a huge industry. Oh yeah, pharmaceuticals. I was with Johnson and Johnson. I've been with them for ten years. Okay. I've been with uh, Bristol Myers. Okay. I've been with AstraZeneca. Okay. And uh, I've been with Allergan. I actually sold Botox. So really, yeah. Allergan were they not were they at all affiliated with Philidor and, uh, and Valiant? No, not that I'm aware of. Um, uh, that's something I don't I don't know. Okay. Um, but what I, I we did have a filler, but that was more for aesthetics. I got you. Okay, so you're in the industry. You're di- I assume doing uh, sales. Uh yes. Okay, yep, so yep. very interesting carryover, right? Real estate sales, and and you were selling pharmaceuticals, so pharmaceutical yeah. sales. You know, very similar in terms of skill set, personable. You know, good listener, attentive, high energy. It's mm-hmm. interesting that you were able to port that same skill set into residential real estate sales. Yeah. It's, de- it's definitely real estate's difficult. I yes. mean, it's not easy because you you know, being in the real estate world, it's never closed until it's closed, right? That's right. Yes. You never want to count on something until it actually is at the table. 
Um, and there's just so many things that can happen, but you're really mitigating, you know, you're helping everybody, you're making sure that the process goes smoothly. Yep. Um, and it was very fulfilling just because I closed so many deals. And, you know, I closed more houses during COVID than I had done in any other time. So Talk to us about that. Talk to yeah. us about that change. Uh, that was uh, pretty exciting because there was just so much, you know, opportunity where everything was shut down. Yeah. Um, the buyers and the demand, it just went crazy. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden. People the, felt they were going to be locked in their houses for the next 10 years. Yeah. They wanted a nicer house. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted a nicer house and then the supply. And we still are dealing with that issue. I mean, if you look at, you know, I could have a client. We could be looking for a home for 11 months. Wow. But it would take me one day to sell their house. Yeah, exactly. So selling, not a, not a big deal these days. Talk no. to us about how you prospect, how you find your clients, both the buyers and the sellers. Yeah, it was basically through marketing, word of mouth. Word of mouth, really? Yeah. Okay, so it's your existing relationships. Yeah, I, okay. I leverage that just like how I do with politics and okay. pharmaceuticals. It's now, all word of mouth. Do you use social media at all in, in your outreach? Uh, no. Really? So I did no zero. Kidding. I invested zero money into my real estate. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And everything came from flexing existing relationships. Oh, Talk yeah. to us about that process. So, so okay, we're friends. I know you either maybe I, I bought pharmaceuticals from you or, you know, you lived in my neighborhood or you, mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew you somehow. And then all of a sudden you're coming up to me, you know that I've got a house and maybe I want to buy or sell. How did you make that pivot in the relationship? Um, the pivot in the relationship, if I knew that you wanted something, yeah. well, I would sell myself to you. So give me an example. We're friends. Well, we went out to lunch yeah. yesterday. I would just let you know, hey, that I would tell you about that I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to sell you that, honestly, I think I'm better than most real estate agents because okay. I'm, I'm very efficient in what efficient. I'm doing. Okay. Plus, I'll get you a better deal. Okay. And I'm going to sell your house for more than somebody else probably could do it for. Because so why I'm wouldn't it, I work with you? Right. And exactly. I, with the art of negotiation. There you go. So... It's something that I know well, just being in sales. Yeah. So, and just the whole process was, it was once you knew how the real estate world worked, it was something you could do efficiently. I mean, there's a lot of agents out there, but there's a lot of agents that don't sell houses. No doubt. No so, doubt. you know, to do it efficiently, you got you to gotta have some skill. And yeah. I think that's something you're born with, to be honest. I think either you're a salesman or you're not. It's I, not- I would agree with you in general. I think the mm-hmm. people that aren't the best salespeople can still do well in real estate. Sure. They just might be more on the analytical side or they might just have a different sales approach or they might have a partner, right? They might have an, another agent or broker on their team that does the selling and the closing. Yeah. So... I never got attracted to the partner side because it just looked like it would you'd lose all the revenue. Uh, yeah, that is. It's definitely that's a, a, a over over. <laughs> it's something I think about a lot because you know uh, businesses are all about efficiency, like you mentioned before. I think that's a great buzzword for our dialogue. And the more efficient we can make a business, the better the bottom line is. So I'm often looking at situations and wondering, well, how does this situation work this way, and could it be more efficient if we took out this middleman or middlewoman? So it's very very interesting. So mm-hmm. I'd be very curious to hear. You know, during all of these experiences that you've had, what would you say are the top three lessons that you've learned? Uh, the top three lessons would be that to listen to your constituents or your people or your customers. Okay. Um, because honestly, that's where you get the information. And that's when we talk about some other topics later, it's very important about listening to where the problems are and where the issues are. Very true. Um, so, and if you don't know the needs of your customer, well, then you're not selling right? because you're not really listening. So, yep. you know, it's kind of like a to say cliche, but I could be trying to sell you a sports car when you're there to buy a minivan. It's right. just not going to work. Right. So that's how I look at it is that you have to listen. That's the number one thing. Okay. Number two is your drive, your work ethic. 
you've got to be you've got to be able to go the extra mile because it's not only working smart, it's working hard. Yeah. And an adage that I've heard is it's better to do both. It is so, definitely better to do both. So you want to work not just smart, but you want to work hard and together. You, that's with while listening to your customers, those three things are going to drive you to success. Yeah, no doubt about that. I think that that is very true. I don't know whose phone that might be. Oh, oh no. it's okay. It, no problem. <laughs> I don't have it on me. Uh, yeah, phone's not on them. It's over there. So we'll just enjoy the gentle background music. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, you 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 brought up some good points um, as it pertained to to making that pivot. You know, you and you said it in, in in the lessons that you learned, right? You said that you need to listen first. Yeah. Right? We don't even know what to sell unless we listen. Like you said, I might not even want a car. I might be there because I'm trying to, you know, buy your building or sell your building. You know, mm-hmm. and you think I'm there for a minivan. I might not even be there for a car. So until you start listening, it's impossible to know what type of needs you can, you know, fill or problems you can mm-hmm. solve. So as you went through this process, you're 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 learning a lot. You're getting into into real estate. You're selling houses. You're flexing those relationships. Did you, you know, kind of have any any epiphanies uh, about what you were doing as time went on? No, not really. I mean, honestly, what I was doing is that I knew I was doing it right. Okay. So I was more focused. Okay. So it was more my drive. Okay. That I knew that I had the right, um, so to say, mix. My equation was going to be successful because I knew that I was doing the right things. Okay. And that's where it would be proven over time. And so when I've been in sales for 21 years, just in the healthcare industry. Yeah. Um, I knew that the main product that you're always selling, and I think that if anybody's out there in salesman world, they need to know this, is the product is themselves. Yes. It that is, is 100% not true. what you're selling. It could be a widget. It could be a pen. It could be whatever you're looking at. But the elite, the best salespeople in this whole industry are the ones that actually know that they're what they're selling. Exactly. And that's the most valuable commodity. You are your most valuable mm-hmm. commodity. And if you're wherever you're working, if you're not valued for what you really are worth, get the heck out of there. 100% get the heck out of there. And do it yourself because really uh, any employer should be kissing your feet, mm-hmm. uh, quite frankly, because you're building their business. You're building their bottom line. I think it's so important to, for, that people should should know their worth and, and, and know when to you know stand up and say, hey, I'm the product. This corporation or this company needs me because I sell it or I, you know, fill in the blank. That's that's a really really good point. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. So, as as you're you know you're selling houses, you're, you you said basically you didn't like there were no big epiphanies. You just you knew what to do. You knew the process. Yeah. You've sold for 21 years. You're you've got yourself like you said. But how did you know the technicalities of real estate? Was that something you learned from a course, from a mentor, or how did that work? It was all self-taught. Self-taught. Learn by no failure. <laughs> would, you, would it have been easier had there been a course available to you at the time? No, we had courses. I mean, it was with Keller Williams. I just couldn't uh, – I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But, yeah, it was with this Keller Williams, and uh, I really wasn't happy because of the splits and how much splits. money they took out mm-hmm. of the uh, commission. Because if you're doing this on the side, it's not advantageous for you to go and say, right. hey – I'm going to have you take all my money first, right, and right, then right, I'm going right, to make right, money. Right, right. That is hard. So I went to National Realty with uh, Craig, and that's probably one of the best, you know, that I found because he did. Good. It's a fair, you know, fair value. environment, fair yeah. situation. That's awesome. So we we talked uh, yesterday at lunch about some potential changes to huge components of you know the American existence, such as the 1099. Yes. I know my business is heavily based mm-hmm. on 1099s. Other businesses are as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So since I've been running for Congress, and this is very important because we were talking about listening and communication. and Sure. Uh, that's so key and critical is that my counter, you know, the incumbents currently are not listening to industry. They're not listening to our current issues 
or our problems. So supply chain has now reached a crisis. Um, inflation has now reached a crisis. Do you think that supply chain and inflation, do you think because those are crises that happened or those were intentional events? No, I think that um, we had the problems existing before. It yeah. wasn't just because of COVID, but it, the COVID exposed I mean, them. What about inf- inflation? I mean, inflation is here because why? Oh, uh, oh yeah, that's right. We printed $10 trillion. Yes, yes. Well, Interest I mean, rates have been where? At the floor for for sure. a decade almost. The, the politicians in power right now are definitely the ones that are responsible for that. There's no doubt about okay. it. But their answers are are very jaded. So, like, what they want to do now is something I don't know if you're familiar with. It's called AB5. AB5 is out of California. Um, they wanted to put this back in the Which, by the way, has historically been the, like, a head or the leader in all types of terrible legislation for this country. Oh, well, their goal is to make America California. Yeah, they, make America California again. Yes, exactly right. And... <laughs> They wanted to do that in New Jersey, and you saw what happened yeah. in the election. You oh, yeah. saw a 15-point swing. Even though that the oh, Democrat won, the, he almost lost New Jersey, which was the unthinkable, because they his words was, I want to make New Jersey California. Wow. Those were a, that was a quote. Um, so AB5, back to what AB5 is, it's actually written against – so they don't want you to 1099 anymore. They want you to W-2. And the reason why is the government wants their money. They want their taxes up front. So it's very interesting. This was written by the unions, and it really does hurt the when you're saying, well, why, why does this matter? Well, it matters because it affects every industry. Yeah. From construction, barbershops, I'm talking hairstylists. But most importantly, 40% of our truckers yeah. are independent operators. 40%. What about real estate professionals? Uh, real estate professionals, it's still kind of cloudy, but they are 1099. But typically. You get, but typically, are they going to get that same type of protection or shielding that they've well, gotten in other we cases? Don't, we don't know. Really? Oh, and I, I did do that. some research onto it. Wow. So now they're protected by the brokers. But in the future, because the bill's still to be written, uh, finalized, Yeah. as far as what happens, I don't know. So anybody that wants the 1099 in the future should be fighting this bill because, honestly— you're giving up your freedom. And let's talk about why. I mean, that's so important. Like, why would the IRS and the government of America want to get rid of the 1099? Well, I mean, there's a lot of, just like I said, they want to get their Medicare and Social Security taxes. Oh, I know the answer. Yeah. I'm saying that our, our everyone should ask that question and think about it. Yeah. You know, I, I was speaking with my wife about it last night, and it was like, I, I mentioned what you and I had talked about, and she's like, well, if you were the IRS, wouldn't you do the same thing? Yeah. And I'm like, actually, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But also, think about what we said before. I just mentioned that. You are a commodity that is valuable. You have inherent value to yourself, obviously, but also to your employer. Your employer should be kissing your feet. I look at the same thing as the federal government should be kissing our feet as well because Mm -hmm. we have built this country along with them. Yes. And the government gives business owners incredible incentives to do things they don't want to do, like create jobs, build roads, uh, buy real estate, create housing, education, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. That's why we have tax breaks, because the government is incentivizing us to do their job more efficiently. So it's actually a system that in a certain sense, when done properly, it actually works. Right. But to let it go so far out of whack so quickly would be dangerous. And I urge everyone to do your homework on this issue. I agree, because most importantly, the spirit of America is attack here. If you really think about small business and what we really promote in this country is that we want people to go out and be entrepreneurs, right? Yes. We want people to go out there and take it, get it up, and do it themselves. We don't want a, a, a system that's really promoting you know, not working or just somebody that's going to do it for you. 
I have questions about that because I look at what's gone on over the last two years with the stimuli. Not mm-hmm. that they weren't necessary, but I look at you know the platform who was uh, whoever it was uh, last time around that had a platform about universal basic uh, income. You know, mm-hmm. and and I look at the stimulus in a certain sense as a little bit of a UBI. I look at inflation as something that's coming because we printed so much money. My question to you is, is you know, are these issues being addressed, or these issues that are kind of being looked at in a different form? Is is, is my is my view a, a common view or really a marginalized view at this point? No, I think you're a common view. I, it's the viewpoints out there. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, it's definitely being discussed. It's just really about what do we do about it now? Right. It's. Not crying about what's happened, but actually looking at solutions that we can move the needle forward. Because that's the job of legislators. That's the bottom line. Is, is the bottom line. The and bottom line is to move the progress yeah, forward. Exactly. It's not to save you. Um, if any no. politician that's out there currently that is focused on saving you, they're not really looking so out for your best interest. That's what's happened in America over the last several elections, I believe, yeah. that the electorate has swung because politicians came in and said, I am going to save you. Hey, Flint, Michigan, we see right. your water crisis. We're not going to make a joke about it like the, the former president did. We're not going to do that. We're not going to sip the water and make a joke on camera and off camera. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? We're going to step in there. We're going to create jobs. We're going to lower taxes. We're going to uh, help real estate professionals. We're going to incentivize commerce. We're going to do all these things to save you, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it is, you have to be very careful when you hear that rhetoric. Really, you don't want, I never want to be saved. You know what I want? I want partners. I want a partnership. I want to do things together. Exactly. And that's why we need to listen to our constituents again, as I said that before. But just looking at that whole mentality, why it's wrong is that legislators' real job is to be the servants of the people. We actually work for you. I mean, I don't know if you know that or not, but we are... We are here to serve. A lot you. of politicians don't act like that. <laughs> no, at all. they don't. They think that they're power hungry. It's about power and control. Yeah, and that's the wrong mentality. And I think we—it's being exposed today. And I think that's why you're really seeing this awakening. There's a correction going on in politics. Seems like it. Um, where you're seeing the, the the party that's in power currently is so fixated on knowing the answer. Their problem is this: is that they're fixing these problems like on a one solution fix all for everybody. But these are multifaceted problems. Mm-hmm. These aren't just one solution can fix the problem. It's You've got to attack it from different directions. So that's why it's about progress and not the solution. Yeah, I, I think that's very interesting. And obviously, you know, uh, the viewers of Dan on Top know that I – you know, choose to stay very neutral politically. Um, I'm here to do business and to mm-hmm, to make sure. money and help people and to add value and better the world any way I can. So, you know, that's just my perspective. We have a great guest on today who I've gotten to know. Um, obviously, you guys can reach out if you if you want to get to know him uh, better. Um, you know, I think that right now we have to ask ourselves a question. I, I guess I'm going to turn around and ask you. I'm a young guy. I've got a lot of energy. I've got you know a bit of a following. Mm-hmm. What can I do to get involved so that my voice and the voice of of my friends and family is amplified? Yeah, well, I love that you said that because my first advice to you is make your own bed. So you start out at home and start with yourself. Start with your own family. Um, You want to make this place a better place, start there. But the second place you can start, more importantly, is in your local areas. Okay. We need to start getting, like, a lot of people just like to have things just taken care of for them. But we need people like you that want to actually get involved and take care of business that have been successful, that know how success works and how to move that needle of progress forward so that you can get involved on the local level. And until we do that, we got to get real people, like I said, to run, or we're never going to have real choices. And that's the real the rub, is that we've got to get people like me, you and I, mm-hmm. to run for politics so that 
we have our that everybody can see. Hey, we got a real guy that's running. We can actually yeah. get behind this guy because he's one of us. Sure, there you go. Love it. Well, you know, we're getting towards the end of our time here. I want to ask you. Um, if you have any words of wisdom from a business perspective to all of the entrepreneurs that are watching our show, mm-hmm. my business, ex- my thing would be is, is that you got to be a fighter. You've got to be one that wants to go out yeah. there and battle every day. Um, it's just you got to kind of be excited by that. Yeah, fight. there's it is. <laughs> you've got to have a real hunger, uh, the, the passion to succeed. You've got to have that competitive drive. Yes, it's something that's built in you, um, and it's just it gives you that excitement. That's right. Um, it gives you that purpose, that fulfillment that you're looking for. So I, that's what my, my advice to everybody would be is just keep on fighting, keep on working hard um, and focusing, you know, that you're doing what you're doing and just keep focused at it. Love it. That is some great advice. Harness that passion. Really light that fire. Be around other like-minded individuals who can also help you. That's why we do what we do. So mm-hmm. we have a course even, the CRE Pro Course. You can check it out at creprocourse.com. That's CRE, like commercial real estate, Pro Course, like the pro you'll be at the end of the course, creprocourse.com. Check that out. You can learn a lot about real estate. You know, we're here to have fun, to add value, and we appreciate all of our viewers who mm-hmm. are who are tuning in. So, hey, listen, Matt, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. No really problem. appreciate it. If I could just add one thing, Please. I want to add. Uh, you can check out my website, DonatorForCongress.com. Okay, I would appreciate it because I want you to actually get to know me as a person, since I'm a real candidate. So that's DonatorForCongress.com, and that'd be amazing. Thank you so much. There you much. go, Donator. Get in touch with them. Let us know what we can do to help. And as always, stay tuned. Check us out. Share our content with everybody, and let us know what we can do to add value. I'm Dan Luke, with your host. This has been another great episode of the Dan on Top Show, and we look forward to seeing you soon. <laughs>